अथ चतुर्थसर्ग गो भूय पौरेशु सह मंत्रि मंत्रिवा तत्रे निश्चय स्वेवुष्यो भविता शोभिषेस्तु मे सुतो राजीवपत्राक्षो युवराज प्रभु अथांदर्गृहमाश्य राजा दशरथस्तदा सूतमा मंत्रयामास रामं पुनरिहानया प्रतिगृह्यतु तद्वाक्यं सूत पुनरुपायौ रामस्य भवनं शीघ्रं राममानयितुं पुनः द्वास्थैरावेदितं तस्य रामायागमनं पुनः श्रुवचापि रामस्तं प्राप्तं शंकान्वत प्रवेश्य चैनम त्वरितमो वचनमब्रवीत यदागमनकृत्यंते भूयस्तद्रूह्यशेषतः तमुवाच तत्सूतो राजाद्वान्द्रष्टुमिच्छति श्रुवा प्रमाणं तमनायेतराय वाइतिसूतवचश्रुवामोपिवयान्वन पुनर्द्रष्ट नरेश्वर तम श्रुवा सामुप्राप्तम रामं दशरथो नृप प्रवेशयामास गृहम विवक्ष प्रियमुत्तमं प्रवशन्े वीमाघवो भवनम पिता ददर्श पितर दूरा प्रणिपत्यताजलि प्रणमत तमुत्थाप्य संपरीश्य भूमिप प्रदिश्य चासनम चास्मं च पुनरब्रवीत राम वृद्धस्मी दीर्घायुर्भुक्ता भोगायथे अन्नवद्यतुशतैर्यथेषंभूरी दक्षिण जातमीष्टम्यम मे तमुपम भुवि दत्तमीष्टमधीत मैया पुष सूता चेष्टा मैया वीर सुखान्यपर्षि पितृविप्राणमनृणस्मी तथात्म न किंचिन्म कर्तव्यं तवान्यषेचना अतो यहां ब्रूयां तन्मे कर्तमर्हसी अद्य प्रकृतय सर्वास्वाच्छराधिपम अतस्वाम्युवराजानमिषेक्ष्यामिपुत्रुभाघवा सर्घाता दिवोलका पतंति महास्वना अवष्टेम नक्षत्र दारुणग्रह आवेदयंति दैवज्ञा सूर्यांगारकराहु प्राण च निमितादृशाण सुद्भवे राजा हि मृत्युमाप्नोति घोरा चापद मृछती तदेव मे चेत न विमुह्यति राघवाशिंचलाह प्राणिनाति अद्य चंद्रोभ्युपगमत्ष्यासु शुष्योगत भक्ष्यंते दैवचिंतका तुष्येपिशिंचस्वनस्वरयतीवस्वाहमिषेक्ष्या यौवराज्ये परस्मायाद्यप्रभृतिषेय नियतात्मना सह वध्वपमस्तव्या दर्भ प्रस्तरशायुना सुहृदाप्रमत्तास्वाम रक्षंतमतंति बहु विघ्ना कार्याण्यं विधा विप्रोषित भरत यदेवरादेवाषेकस्ते प्राप्त कालो मत मम 
कामं खलु सताम वृत्ते भ्राताते भरतस्थित ज्येष्ठानुवर्ती धर्मात्मा सानुक्रोशो जितेन्द्रिय किन्नुचित्तम मनुष्यामित मे मत सता धर्म निनाभ्यनुतस्वोभाषेचने व्रजेतराम पितरमिवाद्याभ्यम प्रवेश चात्मनो वेस्मराजाधिषेचने तत्णादेवक्रम्य मातुरंतुरंगयौ तत्रता प्रवणा मातर क्षौमवासीनी वाग्यतागारे ददर्शाया चीं श्रिय प्रागेव चागता त्रुमित्रा लक्ष्मणस्तथा सीता चानयिता श्रुवा प्रियंभिषेचनम तस्ले कौसल्या तस्थावामीलिते क्षण सुमित्रयान्वास्यीतया लक्ष्मणेन चुवा पुष्ये चुत्र यौवराज्येषेचनम प्राणायामेन पुषं ध्यानाजनादनम तथा सनयमेव सोभिगम्याभिवाद्य उवाच वचनम रामो हर्षय स्तादम वरम अंबपित्राणियुक्स्मे प्रजापालनकर्मणि भविताश्वेको मे यथाशासनम पिता सीतयाप्यपवस्तव्याजनीय मैया सह एव मुक्तमुपाध्यायुक्तवान्ताशोभाषेचने तेमंगणान्यद्यवैदेह्याश्चारुवा तो कौसल्या चिकालाक्षित हर्षबाष्पाकुल वाक्यमदाषत वत्सरामचि जीवहतास्ते पिबंथिन ज्ञातीन्नेुक्तस्सुमित्राया नंदया कल्याणे बत नक्षत्रे मैया जातोसी पुत्रका येन दशरथो गुणराराधि पिता अमोघं बत मे क्षा पुषे पुष्क क्षण ेयमीक्ष्वाकुराजश्रीपुत्रुक्रातुरामोभ्रातरमब्रवीत प्राजलिं प्रह्वीक्ष्यस्मयिवा लक्ष्मणे मैया साधं प्रसादी म वसुंधरा द्वितीय मेन्तरात्मा श्रीरुपस्थिता सौमित्रे भुंगोगाष्टाज्यफला जीवित चापि राज्यदर्थमिकामुक्वा लक्ष्मण रामो मातरावभिवाद्य अभ्यनुज्ञाप्य सीताशे श्रीमद्राणे वाल्मीकीये आदि काव्ये अयोध्याकांडे चतुर्थ सर्ग अयोध्याकांडा कैंटो फोर एप्रिहेंडिंग ऑब्स्ट्रक्शन ऑफ श्री रामाज इंस्टलेशन फ्रॉम एनोमिनस ड्रीम दशरथा समन्स श्री रामा इमीडिएटली एंड आस्क्स हिम टू ऑब्जर्व सर्टन सीक्रेट पाउस preliminary to installation along with sita bidding him go by his father shri rama enters his mother's gynecium 
and after receiving her blessings, retires along with Sita, already present there, to his own palace. Conferring with his counsellors once more, the citizens having dispersed, the celebrated and powerful monarch Dasharatha, who knew the rules regarding the time and place of a ceremony, thereupon at once arrived at the decision that, since the constellation Pushya was going to be in the ascendant the day immediately following, his eldest son, Sri Rama, whose eyes resemble the petals of a lotus, needs must be installed as Prince Regent the very next day. Entering the inner apartments immediately afterwards, King Dasharatha then said to Sumantra, Get Rama here once more. Bowing to his command, Sumantra, the charioteer minister, for his part, hastened to Sri Rama's palace once more in order to bring him again to the emperor's presence. His renewed call was reported to Sri Rama by the porters and Sri Rama too was filled with apprehension the moment he heard that Sumantra had arrived for the second time. Hastily calling him in, Sri Rama spoke to him as follows. Please state unreservedly that which is sought to be achieved through your second visit. Sumantra, the charioteer minister, then submitted to him, The emperor desires to see you. Here in my submission, it is for you to decide whether you should proceed to your father or do otherwise. Hearing the aforesaid message, delivered by Sumantra, the charioteer minister, Sri Rama, for his part, hastily called at the royal palace in order to see the emperor once more. Hearing that Sri Rama had duly arrived, Emperor Dasharatha bade him enter his chamber, keen as he was to announce something most valuable and agreeable. Falling prostrate with his palms joined together as a token of submission, the moment he entered his father's chamber, the glorious Sri Rama, a scion of Raghu, saw his father from a distance. Lifting him up, even while he was lying prostrate, pressing him closely to his bosom and offering him a seat, the emperor spoke to Sri Rama again as follows. Having lived a long life, I have now grown old. Luxuries have been enjoyed by me as desired and God has been propitiated by me with due ceremony through hundreds of sacrificial performances ranging from Jyotishtoma to Ashwamedha, accompanied by large gifts of food grains and liberal fees paid to the officiating priests. A son of the type desired by me and having no peer on earth today has been born to me in your person. Gifts of the desired type have been given and the Vedas etc. studied by me, O jewel among men. Sense delights sought by me have also been enjoyed by me, O gallant one. In this way, I have repaid my debts to gods through sacrificial performances, to rishis through a study of the Vedas, to manes through procreation, and to the brahmanas by bestowing gifts on them, as well as to myself through enjoyment of sense delights. Nothing else than installing you as Prince Regent remains to be accomplished by me. Hence, you ought to do for my sake 
what I ask you to do. All the people would have you as their sovereign now. Hence, I shall install you as Prince Regent, my dear son. Further, I see these days ominous dreams, O Rama. Meteors, accompanied by thunderbolts, bereft of clouds, and attended with great noise, fall by day, O sign of Raghu. Astrologers declare that the asterism under which I was born is under the influence of unpropitious planets, the Sun, Mars, and Rahu. On the appearance of such evil portents, a monarch surely suffers a terrible calamity and ultimately meets his end. Therefore, so long as my mind does not get perverted as a result of pleading to the contrary from any other quarter, be installed, for fickle is the judgment of human beings. The moon has reached today the sphere of influence of Punarvasu, the asterism preceding Pushya. Tomorrow, the astrologers declare, will take place the positive conjunction of the moon with Pushya. Be installed when the said Pushya is in the ascendant. My mind is urging me, as it were, to expedite things. I shall positively install you in the office of Prince Regent tomorrow, O chastiser of enemies. Therefore, from this moment on, a fast should be observed by you with your spouse for the night, keeping your mind and body fully controlled and sleeping on a mat of darbha grass with a slab of stone under your head for a pillow. Let your friends vigilantly guard you on all sides tonight. For ceremonials of this kind, as your installation in the office of Prince Regent, are hampered by many obstacles. Your installation as Prince Regent, in my opinion, must take place during the very interval when Bharata is away from this city of Ayodhya. Although your brother Bharata scrupulously abides by the conduct of the righteous, is obedient to you, his elder brother, pious of mind and full of compassion, and has brought his senses under control, the mind of men nonetheless is inconstant. Such is my belief. And the mind of the righteous who are wedded to piety, rejoices only in action rather than in speculation, O Sayan of Raghu. Instructed thus in connection with his installation, which was going to take place the very next day, and permitted to leave in the words, Depart now, and greeting his father, Sri Rama withdrew to his palace. Entering his own palace in order to break the news of the installation announced by the emperor to Sita, but coming out instantly on not finding her in her apartments, he moved to his mother's apartments in the Dionysium. There he saw in the temple his aforesaid mother clad in silken robes exclusively devoted to the worship of her chosen deity and silently praying for royal fortune in favor of Sri Rama. Hearing of Sri Rama's welcome installation, Sumitra too had already arrived there, as well as her son Lakshmana, and Sita too had been sent for there. At that moment too, when Sri Rama called on her, Kausalya remained sitting with her eyes half-closed and waited upon by Sumitra and Lakshmana and contemplating with suspended breath on the Supreme Person, Lord Narayana, 
who is solicited by all men, having heard that her son was going to be installed in the office of Prince Regent when the asterism, Pushya, was in the ascendant. Approaching her even while she was observing her daily routine as aforesaid and greeting her, Sri Rama addressed to her the following excellent submission, bringing joy to her thereby. Mother, I have been entrusted by father with the duty of ruling over the people. My installation will, therefore, take place tomorrow as enjoined by father. A fast is to be kept tonight by Sita too, along with me. Such is the injunction of my teachers, Vasishta and others, and father too has instructed me accordingly. Please, therefore, have all such propitious rites gone through this very day as are desirable on this occasion for me as well as for Sita, a princess of the Videha country, in connection with the installation that is going to take place on the morrow. Hearing of this consummation, which had been coveted for a long time, Kausalya, for her part, addressed to Rama the following reply, which was rendered indistinct by tears of joy. Child Rama, may you live long. Let those inimically disposed to you be wiped off. Invested with royal glory, may you bring joy to my relations as well as to those of Sumitra. I am glad to think, O oh darling, that you were given birth by me under a propitious star, thanks to which your father, Emperor Dasharatha, has been propitiated by you by means of your excellences. I am gratified to note that the hardship borne by me in the shape of austerities and fasting etc for the sake of pleasing the lotus-eyed Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Person, has not gone in vain. It is by virtue of it that the royal fortune enjoyed by the race of Ikshvaku is going to embrace you. Addressed thus by his mother, Sri Rama for his part looked at his brother Lakshmana who sat bent low with humility with joined palms and spoke to him as follows as though smiling. Rule you beneficently over this earth with me, O Lakshmana. This royal fortune has come to you who are my second life. Enjoy you, O Lakshmana, the pleasures coveted by you as well as the rewards of sovereignty, religious merit and fame, etc. I desire to live and even to rule but for you. Having spoken to Lakshmana as aforesaid and gre greeting both his mothers, Kausalya and Sumitra, and having secured leave to depart on behalf of Sita too, Sri Rama retired to his own palace. Thus ends Canto 4 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a rishi and the oldest epic.